Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. I got to go visit my mom and dad. My son's getting married up in Georgia, and so we're all going up there. You understand, I'm not hoping they'll let me in the front door when I get to grandma's house. It's not a hope. I hope they'll be home when I arrive, you know. That's maybe not. But I know I'll be welcome. Why? Well, because we have relationship. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the support system, the foundation for our hope. It's a reasonable thing, it's not a superstitious belief. In Hebrews, we read that our faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. While this can come off as a bit confusing at first, Pastor Robert will unpack this doctrine-rich passage in his message today. In his study, you'll gain a better understanding of what it means to live by faith and to build that faith off of the hope we have from our relationship with Christ. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Hebrews chapter 11 is known as the Hall of Faith. The reason for that is the whole chapter is devoted to the subject of faith and to a list of examples. God gives us 16 very specific role models, men and women whom God himself holds up as examples of lives lived by faith. Not perfectly, but their lives were marked by faith in him. To be honest, a couple of them are surprising to me. Samson, for one, would not have made my list of men of faith, but he made God's list. And so, you know, we need to figure out why. And we're going to be looking at that in a few weeks. Why did God set Samson forth to us as an example of of faith. What can we learn from, from Samson? You know, I think we'll learn from his mistakes and we'll learn from his successes. But Hebrews chapter 11 also gives us insight and understanding into what God means when he talks about faith. Because, you know, faith is something that in our world today is, to be honest, it's misunderstood, it's misrepresented quite often. And we need to look at what God means. The subject of faith is too important. You know, when, when, uh, when he tells us, he wants us to live by faith, what exactly does that mean? And so we're going to delve into that over the next few weeks and look at it and talk about it. Dr. J. Oswald Sanders said, faith enables the believing soul to treat the future as present and the invisible as seen. Quite a statement, but he's basically paraphrasing the passage that we're going to look at today. He's paraphrasing Hebrews 11.1. Warren Wearsby, Pastor Warren Wearsby wrote that the best way to grow in faith is to walk with the faithful. Another powerful statement. The best way to grow in faith is to walk with the faithful. Some of you still walking with the unfaithful. Well, that's just going to set you back. It's not, you're not going to grow if you're continuing to walk with those who are not people 
living according to their faith. You know, I hear it all the time. He's a man of faith. She's a, you know, she's a woman of faith, you know, whatever. Well, really? How, what do you base that on? The words they, the fact that they go to church on Sunday? I went to church with a lot of people when I was growing up as a little boy that were not men and women of faith. Why do I say that? There's no evidence of it in their lives. I, I got a message yesterday from somebody I've known for years and years and years. It was, you know, kind of talking about that, knowing that we're going to be in chapter 11 and saying, you know, where I live, everybody goes to church and nobody lives like a Christian. So are those people people of faith? No. No, they are not. They're hypocrites is what they are. Do you understand the difference? If you're a person of faith, we'll see that on Tuesday afternoon. We'll see that on Thursday morning. We'll see that when, when the heat turns up in your life and you know, when you've got really, really important decisions to make. Like my friend Terrence that sent me an email yesterday saying, I guess I'm going to have to call in hospice for my wife. I don't know what else to do now. When you get to that point making those kind of decisions, then we find out whether or not you're a person of faith or if it's all just been this, just talk in your life. If your faith doesn't affect the way you live, then it's not faith. And you don't want to find that out on your deathbed. You want to find that out long before you get there, right? So you can, can confront it and deal with it. So Hebrews chapter 11 gives us 16 specific examples of faithful men and women. People that, that, you know, if we look at their lives, if we learn from their lives, then we'll grow in our faith. If we walk alongside them, so to speak, if we walk alongside other people who are following their examples, we'll grow. Men and women who were often mocked because of the decisions that they made, but whose lives ended up shaping human history because they made decisions that were grounded in faith and not what the world around them said. So we're going to get started. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. We're going to stop right there because that's more than enough to chew on, right? There's plenty in that. I touched on it lightly last week. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The word substance is the Greek word hypostasis. Now, I know most of you don't care about that, but it's a a compound word. And what it actually means is something along the lines of a foundation or a support system. So what is he saying? He's saying faith is a support system. It's a foundation of things hoped for. It's a support system for the things that you're expecting. Anytime you see the word hope in the New Testament... The implication is, is, is something that you're expecting. We have a hope in Christ, and it's not like, man, I hope I'll go to heaven when I die. Well, if, if you're not living in close relationship with your heavenly father right now, he's not going to let you in his house after you die. If you're not part of the family interacting with him now, then no. And if you are, then you can be sure you're welcome. So it's not a, it's not a hope. You know what I mean? Next week, I got to go visit my mom and dad. My son's getting married up in Georgia, and so we're all going up there. You understand, I'm not hoping they'll let me in the front door when I get to grandma's house. It's not a hope. I hope they'll be home when I arrive, you know. That's maybe not. But I know I'll be welcome. Why? Well, because we have relationship. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the support system, the foundation for our hope. It's a reasonable thing. It's not a superstitious belief. What we talked about last week, you know, in the same way that your physical senses, taste, touch, smell, hearing, sight, in the same way that your physical senses impart to you information about your world, 
Faith is a spiritual sense which imparts to you information about your world. Do you understand? Faith is a sense just like the physical senses, only it's not physical. It's more than that. It's more than that. It serves as a foundational support structure for our expectations, spiritually speaking. It's our support structure for following Jesus and learning and and hearing from God and being led by the Holy Spirit. Through faith, we perceive and understand those realities about which our physical senses are inadequate to inform us. You understand that? Faith as a sense. It's, it is the sense which informs us about those things, those, those truths, those realities about which our physical senses are inadequate. Not, it's not possible. I gave you some examples last week. One of them was getting on an airplane. A couple of months ago, I, I went to a conference in Boise, Idaho. Now, to, in order to do that, I had to go through several, several steps of faith. I had to put my faith in a pilot whom I'd never met, never seen before, right? I had to put, you know, I, I, it was, there was evidence that I could do that. Other people were doing it. Apparently, other people have done it before. You know, they don't just take some guy and give him flying lessons and then put him in a jumbo jet for a commercial airline. That's not how it works, and I know that. Therefore, there's evidence that I could put my trust in, put my faith in, this person I've never met, never seen. I know that they have guidelines or regulations. Or, you know, so I have a reasonable expectation that he's going to be qualified, that he's going to show up sober, right? There are rules against flying when you're drunk. People do it anyway, but very few. They don't get away with it, hopefully, for long. But I, you see what I'm saying? But then the next thing was I've never been to to Boise. There was a layover in Salt Lake City. I'd never been to Salt Lake City, so I had to take it based on evidence that there is such a place as Salt Lake City and that there's such a place as Boise because I'd never been to Boise, Idaho either, so I was acting on faith. Faith became sight when my airplane landed safely and successfully first in Salt Lake City and then later in Boise. These things became physical realities. Faith became sight. Right? So now my physical senses have also informed me about these things which they were incapable of informing me about prior to that. Faith. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why he's so important. If so, keep listening. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and and you're thinking, man, I really need God in my life. You know, I've wandered away or or maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And, you know, I remember when I felt that way, and, and to be honest, I, I, I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. The Bible tells us, I mean, He knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows 
that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says he sent Jesus in the first place to come and die on the cross to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that he's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, mainthingradio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how to begin that that personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible. We can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.